What's up and welcome to week five of the Bag Clan Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, joined by Rob and Blake. What's up, guys? What's well, up? I'll tell you what, I'm knee deep in some hoopla. What? Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, once again, we're just gonna go, we're just gonna roll past it. So um just to kind of give you guys an idea, it's a surprise podcast. Surprise. Uh, we're going back to our roots. We're doing power rankings. Uh, we did them at the start of the year. We got drunk and did them, and we're doing that again. Power rankings, not the drinking. Maybe oh, the drinking. bullshit. The drinking's been happening all night. Yeah, it's definitely not the fourth time we tried to record this podcast or anything. Yeah. Yeah, it, there definitely haven't been any difficulties so far. So... Yeah, um, just to remind you guys how this works, uh, we're going to rank the first team at number five. After that, we rank every team above and below, and we figure out where they rank, and at the end, we'll have power rankings. Boom. Uh, also, at the end, we probably won't remember what happened in the beginning. Well, that's why we're recording it. Yeah, that's also what happened in the first week, because I don't remember most of the first power ranking. Oh, yeah, by the end of the first one, we were just p- putting people at the bottom. Although... <laughs> Most of those people deserved it. Yeah, most of them. <laughs> right, those speaking, guys. speaking of the bottom. Yeah, up? so, uh, <laughs> well, one team that may not have deserved to be at the bottom is Let's Go Cyclones. Uh, Let's Go Cyclones started or is 2-2 two and two on the year, has scored the second most points, but has had the most points scored against them. They got, uh, they got decimated by Foe Hughes on his record week. Uh at the start of the year, we had him at consensus nine. I would venture to guess he's uh, going to end up higher than that. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think so, too. I think that Drew Brees Camara stack has served him well. Um, I mean, the biggest obstacle he's had is that he seems to hit uh, everybody on their best day uh, as that rank 10 points against uh, shows. But otherwise, you know, a pretty solid team. Yeah, I think we uh, woefully underestimated the power of the Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara stack for this season. I know all of us underplayed Kamara playing in that offense by himself, and he has proved to be what one might call a wrecking ball, or you might also call a cheat code in a video game. So I don't know that it's it's like it's like we ranked the Let's Go Cyclones as number nine, but then he entered up up. Down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, start, and has now should be the number one yeah. team in the league. He's got extra lives. Yeah, so um, also just to give you guys an idea on how this is going to work, uh, for every team we'll have these little thoughts, um, but we're also going to go through the biggest addition they've made, the biggest loss they've had. Uh, well, I assume it's player loss. I didn't put any actual game losses, but, hey, maybe you guys did. Um Team MVP and team disappointment. So, um, only one trade for Let's Go Cyclones trading Demarius or trading for Demarius Thomas trading out of Allen Robinson. Um, any thoughts on that before we jump in? No, doesn't sound like it. Yep, let's roll. All right, so we'll jump into the first one, which is the biggest addition. Um, if I can figure out how to get rid of it. All right. So, oh, good spelling, Rob. 
Oh, uh, well, I did that before I could figure out. <laughs> Rundolph. Well, yeah, so. You didn't have to call that out. You knew who it was. So, Rob thinks that the biggest addition on this team was Rundolph. Rudolph. Uh, eat a D. I thought that the biggest addition was Kyle Rudolph, and Blake said Jordy Nelson. Uh, Jordy Nelson added as a free agent in week four. Um, I believe that was the week after he blew up, correct? Correct. Um, and then Kyle Rudolph added, um, I believe, after Njoku, or uh, after Greg Olson got hurt and went down. If- Did, um, he, he added him uh, week two because I dropped him week one. Yep. After week so, one, so, yeah. I don't remember Olson. Olson got hurt week one, didn't he? He, he might have. Yep. I, don't, I don't recall. Yeah, uh, he, Rudolph. Yeah, he got injured week one against the Cowboys, which was the week one game. Okay. Yeah, so I I think Rudolph was the biggest ad here, just purely because you got a reliable starter to um, replace a position of need right away. I agree. Uh, Blake, what say you about Jordy Nelson? So my thought process with Jordy Nelson was that yes, Rudolph is a steady. He's, he's going to get you a consistent point basis, but he's only going to get you a consistent point basis between 8 and 14 points a week, which is, is not going to win you a week, really, especially considered to a Greg Olson caliber look, looking into the season from the beginning. But Jordy Nelson, yes, he's an aging receiver, and we've only seen one week out of him. However, I think that he, with that one week that we saw, he's going to prove to be something to be valued and something to be worried about coming at you with that Oakland offense. My only rebuttal to that would be that I think in that Oakland offense, outside of Marshawn Lynch, you're going to be guessing every week. Uh, And if you guess right, man, it's going to pay off. But if you don't guess right, you're going to get a whole lot of nothing. Um, And with the tight end this year being just – dumpster fires across the board i think uh i think rudolph actually does it might not be weak winning potential but it gives you um a positional advantage uh or it gives you the opportunity for a positional advantage every week it might but with the way that we've been seeing the quarterbacks and the running backs dominate the points of this league the tight end that con- the consistent 10 point tight end week to week doesn't matter this this year at least from what we've seen. You need that big performer tight end. Sure. All right. Well, we'll jump into biggest loss now. Um, so I had the biggest loss as Greg Olson. Both of you had the biggest loss as Allen Robinson. I'll let you guys state your case, and then I'll jump into mine. Well, the reason I picked Robinson was because I took it up against uh, Demarius Thomas, who's been a huge disappointment, and I actually think – the rookie there is going to take more and more of his snaps. Um, and so I think at team overall, I think Allen Robinson's pretty much Chicago's number one. So I think that's the biggest loss. Um, the reason I don't believe it's Olsen is because I think that with uh, Rudolph, that he offsets some of that. Yeah, I don't think Olsen was a giant boon to begin with from the from the season. I didn't have any high expectations for him at all. But Allen Robinson is a burgeoning weapon for the Chicago offense, so I think he could be great, which I think is a good loss for this for this team. I went with Olsen 
again, because tight end is a dumpster fire across the board, if you have that guy that can give you that big week every once in a while, um, that would be a huge advantage this year. And, you know, Olsen is known to go off for 120 and two every once in a while. So that, that was my thought process there. So All right. any other uh, any other thoughts about no, that? I will. I just want to say one. The last time that we saw Greg Olson go off for that kind of numbers was more than you know sixteen months ago. I don't think you can you can bet on tight end at that at this point. He did. He did get a hundred in their playoff loss. I think. <laughs> it's just I. But he's I a, know he's what you're a, saying. He's a tough tight end, and I don't think he's going to be in the upper echelon anymore. I think he's done, as a matter of fact. I, think I agree. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, team MVP, clean sweep here, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, uh, need to talk about it. Drafted. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about how great Alvin Kamara has performed I mean, this year. Yeah. Number one, and uh, I should note that we are – any of these stats we're talking about um, were pulled before the Thursday night game on week five. Um, so, uh, Kamara, as of – before week five has finished number one three times and the other time finished number 11 on the week. He was drafted six overall and as the running back number five and has widely been the number one running back this yep. year. Um, yeah, it, this, this really isn't even close. Yep. Um, for team disappointment, uh, two Greg Olsons and a Lamar Miller. I think Craig, Greg Olson is pretty self-explanatory. You drafted him in the seventh round uh, as the sixth tight end overall. Uh, Blake, talk to us about Lamar Miller because I I disagree here. So we all saw Lamar Miller a couple years ago as top five, top three running back in yardage carries, receptions, touchdowns, all that crap. And we've all thought that he was supposed to be at the very bare minimum, a top 15 running back in the league in a Houston offense that has been struggling at quarterback, has a great wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, so I I always thought that Lamar Miller at least has, a, has the talent to be a top 10 running back, but he just has not been – it may be the offense, but I just don't think Lamar Miller is – performing to where he should be performing this season. Yeah, I think the counter to that is he was drafted as the 23rd running back off the board. So in the preseason, nobody was drafting him like a top 15 running back. And he's only been the – so he was drafted as 23rd. He's been the 31st. So a little bit of a drop-off there. But um, what, he missed – did he miss part of a game due to an injury? I know he's – Questionable. Yeah, I don't might know. not play. I don't know if he did. Yeah, I uh, blue. I think finished the last game, and he may start this next game. Yeah, so that's why I think Olsen is the bigger disappointment. Spending a seventh round pick on a tight end, um, whereas for Lamar Miller, you're only falling off from the twenty third drafted running back to the thirty first current running back. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you on that, but we've also, I've also stated my opinion of Greg Olson this year coming in. Right. I, I also had a good, good thought of uh, Lamar Miller this year. And he's just, for me, he's been a disappointment on 
Cyclones team. So, you know, you take that as you will. No, I get where you're coming from, Blake, because a couple of years ago when uh, we were looking at drafting Zeke and there was rumors that the, that the Cowboys were going to do that, that's when Lamar Miller was a free agent. And there was talk that, why would you do that? You can get Lamar Miller. He can be just as good in this offense, and then we can take a defensive player. Well, we see how that would have turned out. So, right. anyway, he, he seems like on. such a source of talent that you could have had, but right. he's just not. Right. He's not up to what you he think. He, he just hasn't done it, right? All right. All right. Well, um, we don't have to rank this one because he's just going to be five across the board, and then we'll just go above or below him for the next one. Right. So, um. Rob, do you want to intro our next team? Sure. Yeah, I'm going to go make a drink real quick. So you guys talk for a second. Yeah, I'm going to go get another beer. You talk. We'll be back. All right. <laughs> All right. So we got the not racist Redskins up next. Uh, preseason consensus rank number 10. So we went from 9 to 10. So this was what uh, yours truly and the rest of the gang thought was the worst uh, team in the league. Uh, right now, 2-2. Two and two. Points scored, sitting at five. Points against, sitting at five. So, right in the middle. Um, and you're looking at, you know, a team that's uh, featuring Zeke, Mike Evans, are, and Zach Ernst are kind of the top players on this team. Uh, not a whole lot of additions and subtractions. Um, and I think as soon as the boys get back, we'll just go into the biggest ads because there's just not a lot uh, of moving and shaking that this team's had. But it's pretty much uh, the not racist Redskins are right down the middle. Wouldn't you say so? Yeah, I mean, um, I think this team has been surprising. Like you said, they haven't done, made a lot of moves. They, I think they've only made two moves this year. Right. But, like, we, we clearly thought that this team was the worst team. Now, I do believe that um, at the time that we recorded, they only had Carson Wentz right. on their team. Right. So I believe that did play heavily into it. Um, but I still think we would have all had them somewhere below seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this team has outperformed what we thought they were going to do. Well, um, but it Interesting to see what they'll do going yeah, forward. I mean, we had them at the bottom, and they're performing right in the middle. I mean, they're two and two, and like I said, they're points scored, they're fifth points against, they're fifth. They're just right down the middle. Yep. Um, so we'll jump into biggest ad. Wow. Uh, across the board, we have Bortles, 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 yeah. and I specifically said Bortles. I guess <laughs> because he's only made two additions this year. Um. I think this was pretty self-explanatory. You didn't have Carson Wentz the first four, three weeks, four weeks, something like that. Three, two weeks only, actually. Wasn't. Yeah. Um, And the only other addition you made was Kenyon Drake just this last week. He hasn't had a chance to even start for the team yet. Outside of just picking a draft pick, I think Bortles was the only pick. Do you guys have anything to add there? Well, I would just say, I mean – Bortles has been the number 11 QB in our fantasy league Um, to be able to just pick up a guy and get at least a guy that's close to top 10, you know, is going to keep you in the middle, which is where, you know, where he's at. I mean, so that, that kept him from losing ground while he waited for Wentz to get back. So, I mean, it was a good move. Yeah. And I've been a, I've been a Bortles fan since last 
I think he's an underrated fantasy quarterback, and he's kind of proven that this year. And there's, I think it's a great ad for the Redskins yeah. to start before Carson Wentz gets back. All right, well, um, we'll jump into biggest loss here. Rob, you want to take this one? Well, this one's Burkhead, Burkhead, Burkhead across the board. Um, you know, when Burkhead went out on IR, um, he was pretty much the guy they were leaning on, uh, that New England was uh, as their number one rusher. Uh, while they were bringing uh, Sony Michelle in slowly, the rookie, um, who's obviously now taken over that backfield. And when you're seeing – you know, some of the yardage and points that he's been getting the last two weeks, you just wonder if Burkhead would have a big taste of that if he hadn't gotten hurt. So that's their biggest loss. Yeah, I don't I don't have much to add there, Blake. Yeah, I think Rob, you stated it. You you really hit it all. All right, well let's go to team MVP. And we've got Ooh. we've got Three different opinions here. Um, Tyler says Zach Ernst is the team MVP. Blake says Chris Thompson. And I say Mike Evans. Go ahead. Uh, we'll go with Blake first. Blake, why do you say Chris Thompson? I think Chris Thompson is the MVP of this team. Granted, he has he had a bye last week. But who foreseen a Washington Redskins running back? Scoring it as he did in the first three weeks of this season, it's it's incredible. He was he is the number one target on that team as a running back in the Redskins offense. Who oh, I, the- I, absolutely, I absolutely thought that Thompson was going to be the number one target over there. I just couldn't get him when I want late <laughs> as late as I wanted. Well, sure, but I mean, it, it, as far as last year goes, last year there were. Two or three different receivers, they got an equal timeshare, and then Chris Thompson, who got the ball. But this year, it's Chris Thompson or Adrian Peterson, who's now injured. It's just Chris Thompson. Nobody cares about Dotson or whoever the fuck else is on that goddamn team. It's only Chris Thompson. All right, Tyler, uh, why Zach Ertz? Uh, it goes back to our tight end discussion from the Cyclones. Uh, tight ends are a dumpster fire this year. Zach Ertz is a week-to-week advantage over uh, the not-racist-for-Redskins opponents. Um, More of a positional advantage than Thompson has been. Um, Evans, that one is a little bit harder to argue against uh, just because he's outperforming his ADP and everything. Um, But I just think that uh, Ertz not only has the production – excuse me – Production so far this year, I think he will be uh, the – or could be the MVP the rest of the year, whereas I think Mike Evans will fall off a little bit. So I weighed that into it a little okay. bit. Okay. Well, I went thus far, and that's why I went Mike Evans. You, you've got the number three receiver in fantasy points who was drafted as the 11th receiver, Zach Ernst. He was drafted as a tight end three, is performing as a tight end three, so I think he's right where he should be. So I – Picked it as of right now, MVP's Mike Evans because he's outperforming his draft position. All right, let's go to team disappointment. And we've got two uh, uh, two votes for Baldwin and, and one vote for Keenan Allen. Tyler, since you're the sending opinion, why Keenan Allen? Sure, well, 
But I, um, I guess I'll just summarize for you guys. I assume Baldwin, it's the injury he hasn't played, right? That's yeah. that's basically the discussion there. Yeah, that that's pretty much where I based not on. just the injury that he hasn't played, but that it's come out that he's going to play with it all year and he's not going to be the same. And yeah, that kind of yes. Yeah. So the reason I went Allen over Baldwin here, I considered Baldwin because he was drafted as the wide receiver 20 and, uh, again, injury. He's the 111th wide receiver up to this point. Obviously, um, he hasn't necessarily hurt your team because you haven't put him in the lineup and he's failed. That's why I say that Keenan Allen is the biggest disappointment. He's been in the lineup every week, drafted as the wide receiver number seven, drafted as this team's number one wide receiver, and he's been the wide receiver 31 on the season. Um, Keenan Allen was supposed to be that guy that you could plug and play this year. I couldn't believe when he dropped to 17 in our draft. Um, And then all of a sudden, I mean, yeah, you can plug and play him, but you're not going to get the Keenan Allen production that you thought you were going to get. Whereas Baldwin, you knew that he was dealing with the injury. That's why he fell down into the fifth round in our draft. Um, I think he was generally going in the third round when I saw him preseason. Um, so that's why I went Allen over Baldwin yep. because he is actively hurting your team, whereas Baldwin is sitting on the bench just not doing anything. Yep, I can see, I right. can see that. All right. I can, see, I can see where you're coming from, Tyler, where exactly I, – I think it's a fundamental that we picked it differently. Uh. I had another thought to say, but I forgot it because I'm drunk. So let's move on. Right. So where do we rank this? Do we rank this team above or behind Psycho? Behind. Blake? Um, behind, definitively. Yep. I agree as well. So they will file in at six for now. And we'll see. Like, like you said at the start, Rob, they're – Fifth in points, fifth in points against. They're two and two. They're dead middle. All that kind of stuff. So, uh, Blake, why don't you intro the next team? All righty then. Next up is going to be the Club Baby Seals, which are an 0 and 4 team. The preseason power ranking had them at number seven overall. They are number nine. Points scored in the league and number six at points scored against. It's actually doing relatively good playing against their teams, but uh, shoot, I have never posted a team here. I think I don't even know. What did you guys? Shit, I'm just gonna throw it over to Tyler because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, yeah, I mean, Club Baby Seals has had trouble scoring this year for sure. Um. And he has made a couple of trades to try to remedy that. Um, Traded away Kareem Hunt and Sterling Shepard for Alex Collins and Theo Riddick. Um, Traded away Travis Kelsey to get Jordan Howard and Trey Burton. Traded away Brandon Cooks, Jordan Howard and Trey Burton to get Gronk, Emmanuel Sanders, and Albert Wilson. So a little bit of wheeling and dealing, specifically in week four. Um, I think this is just a team kind of across the board that's just – underperforming expectations. Um, there's there's really just not not much else to say about this team. 
other than they're just, you know, you have a bunch of guys, uh, what this team has a grand total of three players that are in the top 10 of their position in Matt Ryan, Marshawn Lynch, and now Rob Gronkowski. And that's it. And in a 10 man league, I, I think you got to have at least one player at every position that's in the top 10, or you have to have multiples of a specific position. So agreed. All right. Uh, so do you have anything real burgeoning to add to the, before we go into our biggest ad of the baby seals team, obviously uh, we got Matt Ryan, Marshall Lynch, Marshall Lynch and Julio Jones are probably the biggest names on this team. Right. And I, I believe, if I'm incorrect, uh, Julio Jones is still touchdown list this season. Yeah. Correct. That is correct. Yeah. My prediction is that he will break the, that this weekend. It is, but that's sorely in Julio Jones' fashion. Right. So I have to point out, I'm going to ring my own bell here. Uh, my other prediction for this week that was that Andrew Luck could throw it 55 times. I think he threw it 58. So, Rob, you can go ahead and suck it because I was arguing with you there. <laughs> so, as far as our biggest ads this this season so far, we have two people. Rob and I say Gronk are the biggest ads for the Club Baby Seals. And also, Tyler says Rob Gronkowski is the biggest ad there. So, Tyler, let me uh, hear why you decided to give that different name <laughs> for uh, Gronkowski there. Well, you see, I typed all this stuff out when I wasn't drunk, and you guys typed this stuff out about five minutes ago. <laughs> I'm... More than anything, just surprised that nobody typed in Yo Soy Fiesta. <laughs> so, obviously, uh, Rob Gronkowski is the best ad that the Club Baby Seals has put on their team. Yes. There's really no doubt about nope. it. He replaced – who did he even have? Kelsey. Uh, Kelsey. Yeah. Okay, Kelsey. And if you're going to trade yes. Kelsey and – If you're going to trade Kelsey, you're going to get Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski okay. is the best ad you can have on the team, especially with Kelsey already there. Right. So that's, without a doubt, the best ad. So for the biggest loss, we're going to go into Rob and Tyler both say Kareem Hunt. I say Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, I'll do the dissenting opinion here. Uh, I think the just looking at this team, this team is running back needy. Uh, you have Marshawn Lynch, who in a PPR league, is currently, I think, outperforming what you think he's going to do the rest of the year at running back nine. And then after that, you got a whole lot of hot garbage. My favorite. And, and when you got a whole lot of hot garbage, you can't afford to trade away somebody like Kareem Hunt that even though he was underperforming for the first four weeks, uh, he's he was, what, the number uh, – Two running back last year, number threes. Hey, he was in that upper echelon. Yeah. Of well, he fell off at the end of the year. Yeah, he was at, at the start of the year, he was a monster and was number one. Fell off a little right. bit, but he has that potential to be the number one fantasy running back. And you just on this team specifically, you cannot trade that away. Now, for my my pick here is, I think you have to go with age because. Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers are both old quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers declining far faster than Matt Ryan is. However, Matt Ryan is declining as well because he's a little older. Jimmy Garoppolo, in the first three weeks, the first two weeks that we saw him play, was playing spectacularly in that offense. And I think that 
San Francisco lost something potentially spectacular with the Jimmy Grapple injury injury. And I think that the club ABC has lost a lot of potential points throughout the season with that. I, um, I would dissent on that just because with Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers, you can absorb Garoppolo getting injured, you know, because both those quarterbacks have more skins on the wall than a Garoppolo does. Um, but like Kyle, yeah, we're had, not building a real football team here. If we were building a real football team, I would agree that Garoppolo is a big loss. Right. You got Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan to throw in there. I could yeah. care less about Garoppolo. Yeah, but with with the running backs that they have, Hunt's a bigger loss fantasy wise. Okay, so moving in along, because I don't have any more arguments. Team <laughs> uh, MVP is a three-way split here. Yeah. Tyler says it's Brandon Cooks. Rob says it's Matt Ryan, and I say it's Julio Jones. Uh, we're going to start with Rob. Why do you think Matt Ryan's the All right, well, here? because he lost Garoppolo, and because Aaron Rodgers has been hurt and is, was drafted as the QB1, and is his position rank is 16, so that's obviously not doing you anything. The fact that he took Matt Ryan later as the 10th quarterback just to, you know, have a guy, uh, backing up is the QB five right now, and to get that stack with Julio Jones, that's his MVP. And the fact that the uh, the Falcons have uh, had injuries at running back with Freeman being out and Coleman not really being productive, but for one game, so it's been throw, 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 and Seals wouldn't have any points if not for Matt Ryan. All right, uh, Tyler. So I went about this two ways. Um, my pick in Brandon Cooks actually hasn't been on the team. Uh, well, I guess he uh, – let me check here. He had him one week. Yes, so he had him um, – No, he had him the whole year oh, okay. and then traded him away. Brandon Cooks. So I said Brandon Cooks um, because – after the Kelsey trade, he that Brandon Cooks was a key cog in getting Gronk back. Uh, and on top of that, Brandon Cooks was his number one receiver up until that point. So that so that was kind of the twofold thing. If I was just looking at this current roster, it would be Marshawn Lynch. Um, drafted as running back 19, has been running back nine so far. Like we said, on a team that has hot garbage at running backs, he's been a staple over there. So um, – but, yeah, Cooks is my pick because he was even better than Julio uh, in the start of the, se- start of the season. Yeah, so we all know how much I've been all over wide receivers' assholes this year so far. <laughs> and so I pick Julio Jones because, yes, he hasn't got a touchdown yet, but he has, especially even watching him play football, he's at the top of his game. He's probably the best athletic right receiver in football. And I think that he can only go up from where he is right now. So Julio Jones is definitely the MVP for, especially with the points that he's given to Club Baby Seals. Do I need to remind you again that we're not assembling a real football team here? <laughs> no, you don't. Because you're, you're like, you the points have been, man, they've looked great on the field. Okay. Yeah, whatever. 
yeah, they they look great on the field, but also Julio Jones has had going starting from week one, 32, 11, 14, 31. If you continue on that track, he's gonna outscore most wide receivers, most top most five receivers in the entire league, Tyler. All right, well, that's a better point than he's really athletic and he's at the top of his game. I'm not supposed to be the stats guy here. I'm the guy who talks about the characters and the fact the feels. physicalness. He's the feels guy. I'm the feels guy, Tyler. We've go. been over this. In our, all of our backroom conference room meetings, we've been over right. this crap. Let's go. What's next? All right, so finally for the Club Baby Seals, we have the team disappointment. Uh, it's a consensus, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has been just uh, how what's the what's the what's the word kind of like uh, abysmal, abysmal, but a little is what bit I was worse. gonna say mediocre, mediocre for fantasy purposes. Terrible. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, it. Terrible. terrible. <laughs> I mean, any time if if you're taking the number one quarterback off the board, he better be in the top three quarterbacks, right? That's just – that's how it's got to be. I have no doubt that Aaron Rodgers is going to get – well, in our scoring with the bonuses and stuff like that, guys like Mahomes have put up a pretty big lead. But but I think Rodgers will get back into the top five, but as of this point, he's the disappointment. Yes. I can also consider Julio here just because he is underperforming as well. But the fact that he's he's still the number 11 receiver – uh, he's still producing for you, whereas Rodgers isn't really. See, and this is exactly why I picked Ryan as my MVP, because Rodgers was the team disappointment. Blake? I don't think you have any grounds to say that Julio is anywhere close to a team disappointment. I think you're, I think you're absolutely insane for that, Tyler. I, think oh, no, I don't think so. He was your number one overall draft pick. And I think he's performed up to that through five weeks. There's no question that he's been up to a number one draft pick. If you look oh. at number one draft picks across the league, excluding Melvin Gordon and Todd Gurley, he is an outstanding number one pick. Aaron Rodgers, picked as your number one quarterback, has been just trash this year. Well, I agree. That's why I picked Aaron Rodgers. I'm just saying well, that. Fine. I just think that you're, you're silly for your pick that Julio Jones is a consideration for it. And I think Aaron Rodgers will not come back. I think he is down in a trash bin and he's <laughs> sucking into a black hole and he's not going to return. I hope you're right. The big, thing, the big thing with Julio was that Julio was, wasn't even this team's best wide receiver until they traded Brandon Cooks. And you drafted him in the first round overall. So with that, let's – right. All right. In regards to the Cyclones and the not racist Redskins, where do we rate this team? I'm going to put them above the in between the Redskins and the Cyclones. I agree. Huh. All right. I am putting them uh, below. So, okay. Um,. We'll go on to CI Whitefish here. Um, CI Whitefish three and one on the year, eighth overall in points scored. Ooh. So, producing team, uh, but he's been saved quite a bit by the fact that uh, they've only had the second uh, 
most or the second least points scored against him, which is why he's three and one. Um, overall, uh, consensus preseason rank, he was tied for first. Um, but obviously the points scored don't reflect that. So, um, a couple of trades while well, Rob has been wheeling and dealing, so we won't go through all the trades. Um, Blake, do you have any thoughts about this team before we just jump straight in? Well, obviously there is two big trades with this team, and they just happen to be with me. Uh, the trade involving Odell Beckham and the trade involving Michael Thomas are pretty big boons for Whitefish overall, but he also had to give up sizable amounts for both of those players. So far, they haven't panned out, but I feel like they're going to – pay dividends here in a, in the in a, for, a few short weeks. All right. Well, we'll jump into the biggest ad. Rob, I'll let you have comments on your team here at the end after we do everything. Um, so for the biggest ad, uh, both me and Rob had Kareem Hunt. Blake, you had Michael Thomas. Blake has the dissenting opinion. You can go first. So I think, and this is a little bit bleeding into my – my feeling is lost for my team is I think Michael Thomas, who proved in the first three, four weeks of this season, he's going to get pretty much all of the receptions in that New Orleans offense. Uh, there is one week that he didn't, but I have absolute confidence that he's going to rebound and get everything that Drew Brees is going to throw if it's not to come out. Yeah, honestly, I agree completely. The reason I went with Hunt over Thomas is because um, this team was another team that was running back needy and adding Hunt um, and giving up significantly less for Hunt. For Thomas, you had to give up Tyreek Hill. So while, yes, that's an upgrade, you had a good – I mean, for fantasy purposes, he's a wide receiver one. On this team, he would be a wide – or the second wide receiver. So you're, you're good there. You moved up to great. Whereas with running back, you were at mediocre and you moved up to good or great. So that's my opinion on that. Uh, Rob, do you have any thoughts? I agree with the same thing. I mean, Michael Thomas was a good get, but Hunt made my team better. Yeah. All right. For biggest loss, um, ooh, three-way discourse here. I'll go ahead and start – I imagine Rob and I are going to have similar opinions here. Um, So I had Tyler Eifert as the biggest loss. Rob had uh, Jared Cook and Blake had David Johnson. No, he had Um, David Johnson. Yes, David Johnson. (laughs) Um, Hey, they're real close together on the keyboard. I had Tyler Eifert and um, the other player I considered here was Tyreek Hill. We talked about Tyreek Hill. The only reason I didn't have Tyreek Hill was because you got Michael Thomas back. You upgraded there, even though you lost a lot. Right. With Tyler Eifert, um, you lost Tyler Eifert after you made the Jared Cook trade. I'm preemptively uh, nuking your argument, Rob. Uh, you lost Tyler Eifert after you made the Jared Cook trade. Uh, so you were banking on Tyler Eifert being your guy going forward um, on this team, and then you lost him immediately. That's why I considered him the bigger loss. 
I considered it backwards because I thought Cook would fall off. I thought he had the week one thing, and then he was going to be an eight-point, ten-point guy the rest of the way. And the minute I trade him, he gets 100 yards and two touchdowns. And, yes, it hurt that Eifert broke his brain again. But the fact is I did not think Cook would have another 100-yard game ever the rest of the year. And he freaking did the minute I traded him. So, to me, Cook was the bigger loss. And I think David Johnson's the biggest loss because it's your number one pick. Yes, you got a fucking King's Ransom for him. But you paid a, you paid maybe two-thirds of a King, King's Ransom for David Johnson because he, it was he's in Arizona, which, as we observed in the first couple of weeks of this season, was a trash offense. But as it's shown in the last two weeks, David jo- the Arizona offense is sort of getting their shit together, and David Johnson has scored an average above average amount of points. So I think you have lost out on the potential for points in David Johnson. Okay. All right. Um, at team MVP, uh, Gordon straight down. Uh, Drafted at running back 11. He's been running back three throughout the year. Um, I said, I believe I said in our preseason power rankings that I could not believe that Gordon fell as far as he did. Um, I would have taken him, what, I believe I was two picks ahead of you, Rob? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Three picks. I would have taken him, but McCaffrey fell to me and I had McCaffrey higher. Um, Yeah. I, I think this was easy. You guys have anything to add there? Nope. The only thing I had to add is a little bit of regret. The only reason Melvin Gordon's not on my team is because he fell to me too, obviously because he fell back to Rob after he drafted uh, David Johnson, is that I thought strongly in Michael Thomas and Odell Beckham, who are neither on my team anymore, and both are on CIY Fish. So uh, the only thing I can express is regret. <laughs> no regrets. No regrets. All right, at team disappointment, um, Blake had Jack Doyle as the team disappointment. Uh, Rob had Odell Beckham Jr., and I had Demarius Thomas slash Allen Robinson since that trade, I believe, was made in week three. So it was made basically halfway. It was made, You had two weeks with Demarius Thomas and now two weeks with Allen Robinson. Sure. So why don't you tell us about Jack Doyle? So the reason why I put Jack Doyle is because obviously Rob and I talk a lot um, off camera, off recording. And Jack Doyle was a big point of disappointment, the fact that he went out, the fact fact that he wasn't even a surefire start for a fantasy team. But he was also drafted as a number one tight end for the CRY Fish. So that's that's why Jack Doyle is definitely the disappointment of this Whitefish team's from draft point. All right, uh, Rob, what about Odell? All right, so I obviously made the trade uh, for Odell uh, using David Johnson, and Odell was taken as the what? I don't even remember, the third maybe? He was the number like uh, 12th pick overall. Right, so like yes, he went either three or four yeah, for wide receiver. third or fourth receiver, and he's ranked 18th. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet. He's gone over 100 yards, uh, you know, once or twice, but 
you know, everybody thought that with, you know, a good new running back that they'd, you know, be able to pass the ball. And that's not happening. Eli is, if he gets any pressure, he's scared to death and he checks down. And, you know, I even thought last week with, oh, with, with the tight end out that they'd be, you know, throwing it deep. No. Uh, and he's even complaining. Odell's out was out this uh, today saying, you know, we don't even throw more than 20 yards down the field, which is 100% true. So up to this point, Odell's my biggest disappointment. Yeah, and I had um, Demarius Thomas and Allen Robinson. Similar argument here. Um, both of those guys you spent pretty significant draft capital on. Allen Robinson's currently the 47th ranked wide receiver. I'm sure Demarius is somewhere close to that. Uh, let me fact check that. He's 50. So, Ooh, I went up by uh, three. <laughs> right. So you're, you're not getting anything out of either one of those guys. Uh, and what I, I would imagine that fourth, fifth round pick was spent on those guys. Something like that. Uh, so I think it was higher than that, but meaning, yeah, meaning, uh, meaning like sixth or seventh, something like that. Yeah, here, let me let me fact check that. I can pull that up quick. Fact check. Quick. Maybe. Um let's see. So we had Demaris was the number 17 receiver off the board, and Allen Robinson was number 15 receiver off the okay, board. There you go. There you go. And they're 47 and 50 respectively on the season. So that's why I had those two guys uh as a joint team disappointment. So all right. Any last thoughts on Whitefish before we rank them? Nope. I don't think so. All right. Uh, Blake, where do you rank Whitefish? I think I'm going to rank Whitefish right below the Let's Go Cyclones. All right. Um, yeah, I was, I was considering that as well. I'm just trying to decide between these two. I think these two teams are close enough. Cyclones has had the production so far this year, but I'm wondering if Whitefish has the potential going forward. Um, Whitefish has gotten really lucky this year that he's three and one so far, and he's made some additions to his team. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with past performance, and so I'm going to agree with you, Blake. Rob, will, how do you rank your team? I will dissent, and the thing that you were thinking about, which is potential for the rest of the year, I think I have that. I have the better record above Cyclones. All right. Uh, Rob, why don't you take us into the, our next team? All right. Next team is the Trash Pandas, and so far their record has been trash. They're 0-4. Their points scored is also trash, 10th, worse in the league. Points against is 8th, so they've been given a chance, and they still haven't been able to do it. Um, We'll go through uh, the team that they have here. Uh, I'd say their best player... I mean, just looking at it quick is Saquon Barkley, and he's the only guy that they've got in the top 10 guys. Yeah, that's not ideal. That's not what you want. I mean, when you look at a team, there's a reason why they're 0 4. Yeah. Uh, let's, go, let's go ahead and go into their biggest ad. 
All right. Oh, I got two of the three. There we go. There we go. And Tyler says it's Austin Hooper. And Blake and myself say it's Hines. So Tyler is the descending opinion. Why is it Hooper? Um, I went Hooper over Hines. I, these were the, are really only two options here. Um, Trash has only made three moves on the season, and one of them was Brandon Marshall, who he, he then dropped uh, the next week. So these were really our only two options. Um, the reason I went Hooper over Hines is because I am not convinced that Hines has that job long-term. So I think that Hines is going to get dropped for performance, whereas Hooper is just going to get dropped because Evan Ingram comes back from injury. And um, Hooper's actually been okay as an injury substitute for this team, which is, again, with the dumpster fire that tight ends have been, is surprising. Now, see, Tyler, I don't know how you can say that Hooper's been a okay substitute for tight ends, which I'm only looking at last week is two points. The week before that, seven points. Hines is actually a productive member of an Indianapolis offense. I think Hines is definitely a bigger ad than Hooper is. As I said in a, a podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, I don't think Atlanta's ever, ever going to have a good tight end ever again. And Hooper is a week-to-week hit who might get you 23 points, but he's probably going to get you less than eight. So definitely Naheem Hines is the best ad for this team. I agree. Both were free agents, but with Naheem Hines, you got a free agent that was that's uh, in a top top 20 running back right now. I mean – that seems obvious to me. All right, let's go into the biggest loss for this team. And we've got uh, Tyler says it's Dalvin Cook. Um, I say it's Evan Ingram, and Blake just couldn't decide. He said it's either Ingram or Hilton. So, so the reason why I couldn't decide is because they're both injury they're both injury related, and they're both neither of them are season injuries. But they both severely hurt this team. Without Ingram, you lose out on a the, one of the most athletic tight ends, and young tight ends in the league. And without Hilton, that's a deep threat that you lose out on. So I couldn't really decide who's the biggest loss. Both of them severely hamstring this team. And it, I, I know that the trash band is feeling it. Yeah, um... I mean, I agree that Ingram – I mean, you could have gone Hilton here too. Um, I went with Ingram as a loss because obviously he's been out and that kind of thing. But, Tyler, why would you say that Cook is a loss? He's he's actually played. Right. But uh, where I went here is uh, the same thought process I went with Baldwin. Uh, Cook has hurt your team (coughs) because he's been active on game day but hasn't done anything. So you've put him into your lineup or specifically pandas put him into his lineup and he's shit the bed. He's actively hurt the team. Whereas Ingram got hurt. So you're just, you're going to pull him out and replace him. That's easy enough. Cook, you, you haven't known what to do. You played cook. What last week? And he got two points, right? That's more of a disappointment than a loss. 
Right. You also have the uh, you also have the draft capital that was involved in the Dalvin Cook as well. Right. Well, Tyler, that was never imparted on the biggest loss part of this picking. <laughs> uh, he can make it whatever he wants, I guess. He's the host of this show. He has ultimate power. All right, let's let's go to team MVP. Um we've got uh Tyler and Blake both say Saquon Barkley, and I dissent and say Andrew Luck. I want to hear your reasoning for luck because I have a very strong opinion that this is Barkley. Okay. Okay. Well, you guys, well, you guys dissent and counter dissent. I'm going to go piss and make another thing. Okay. You do that. Um, the reason I didn't go Barkley is because he's been pretty much what everybody thought. He's been really good uh, receiving, really good running. He's been a good running back. I mean, he was taken as the sixth running back overall. He's ranked at four. Um, it's not that luck is that much different than his draft uh, position. He was drafted as the 14th quarterback and he's now 11. However, what I'm going by is the last two weeks, not the first two where he couldn't, didn't seem to throw more than 10, 15 yards downfield. I'm going the last two where he's thrown uh, for several touchdowns, 400 yards one week, 300 and some this last week against Patriots. Uh, I think Luck is pointing up, and so I think he's right now the best player on their team. Sure. I think that's the only way that you can really sway me on this is say that this is a future value pick. Um, The reason I went Saquon here, um, I thought it was clear cut because Cook, the other two running backs on this team, Cook and McCoy, (laughs) have been huge disappointments. He went running back, running back, running back um, with his first three picks. And those three running backs are four, 42, and 55. Yeah. So when your second and third round picks are busts, but you hit on that one, the one guy you needed to hit on, that's why I say he's the MVP there. Well, the only reason I go with Luck is because, it, like I said, the last two weeks, and there was a lot of questions with him coming into the season. Nobody would have been surprised if he would have gone um, uh, a couple weeks and re-hurt his arm or just couldn't do it. And the fact that he's actually getting stronger and and doing better as time goes by, I think I think that's why I put him there. Um, sure. So let's look at team disappointment. And uh, – uh, Blake and I say uh, Shady, who you had just mentioned, is the 55th, 55th best running back in fantasy. And then uh, you say, Tyler, all wide receivers, uh, mostly Lockett. I actually, all wide receivers minus oh, Lockett. Minus. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I, yes. I got you. So you're saying everybody but Lockett. So Jeffrey, Goodwin, Jones, and Hilton. Yeah, I mean, you, T.Y. Hilton, 13 spots below his draft value. Marvin Jones Jr., 21 spots below. Marquise Goodwin, 62 spots below. Alshon Jeffrey, obviously there was the injury involved there. So and same with Goodwin. I think he, same with Goodwin. Yeah, um, I, but Goodwin does have the uh, change of quarterbacks there. Yeah, um, I, I don't think he's going to live up to that draft capital. Alshon might get back there. In fact, I think he will get back there. But up to this point, this team 
hasn't had wide receivers to play. That that's just the long and the short of it. Right. Uh, that's why I went. Uh, that's why I went with all the wide receivers. I totally get the McCoy pick though. It's the exact same situation, and you spent the draft capital. It's do you take the third round pick or do you take the fourth, fifth, ninth, and tenth? You know, right. And and if you would have gone all running backs minus Saquon, I would have believed you there too. Right. So I mean, all of these mid round picks are terrible, but when you when you miss bad on, I mean, so far the obviously the second round pick is bad. You could have put Cook in here too, but when you miss badly and this badly on the third round on your third round pick, I don't think you can sustain a team. Um, well, we can see why this team is last right, right. now. Missed on their second right. round pick. Well, so far. Missed on their third round right. pick. Missed on their fourth round pick. Missed on their fifth round pick. Uh, I'm not sure who the sixth round pick is, but yeah. So, um, any last thoughts? Any last thoughts? Can we rank them? Um, I don't have much. I don't have much to add to you guys' arguments there. I agree with pretty much all of it. But we right. do need to rank this team, and then we need a break for our part one of the uh, power yep. ranking tier. Um, easy for me, dead last. Sorry. Blake? Um, I'm actually going to place the hell, trash pandas. I'm going to place them. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to say I got to place them in the last. Yep. Yeah, I am too. Um, I think this team has a, needs to make a lot of moves in order to get back into it. I don't think McCoy is going to bounce back to what he once was. Cook might, but you really only have two viable running backs and you're piecing together a wide receiver core. I think they got a lot of work to do. So with that, we will uh, cut. You guys, with the power of magic and technology – we will be right back, but it will really be a uh, time in the future. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back to part two of the first quarter of this football season power rankings with the Bag Clan Fantasy League. It's your boy, Blake. You know, this is just going to be added on to – this is all going to be one episode. It's still part two. Yeah, we're, we're splicing these together. It's fine. Well, fuck you. I thought it was part two. It's part two. Keep going. Okay. Whatever. Guess it doesn't matter. Cut that part out. They'll fix it. No, we're, we're leaving it in. They'll fix it in post, Tyler. Anyway. Fix it in post. The, the point stands is that I'm more drunk than I was before, and I'm the next person hosting the team, so I have the power. You don't have anything. We go- we're going in with the faux use. They are three wins and one loss. They have 626 points scored against teams, with, which makes them fourth in the league. And they are third in the league at score, uh, points scored against. Is the team that we all thought would be just a nuisance to play against, but have proved to be a... Just like you can imagine a giant metal ball uh, attached to a string that is swinging at you from 400 feet in the air. Most people call that a wrecking ball. 
And that is what the faux yous are. <laughs> Rob, I have a question for you specifically. Sure. How many wrecking ball metaphors is Blake going to uh, do in this podcast? I think that's three or four now. Oh, I was just going to say, oh, three or four. <laughs> Listen, I got to do what I can. I have, I have, I have a limited uh, repertoire of. Why don't, why don't you use literally any other construction equipment? A steamroller, a bulldozer, like a bulldozer, anything. They're, wrecking you, balls, wrecking you, balls are so much more fun. Wrecking balls have such a limited use. All you do is you go hit them against things. That's it. Yeah. They're right. so heavy. And speaking of being heavy. We go. got the heavy fucking Jared Goff quarterback playing in in L.A. right now who is just taking L.A. by storm. What do you guys think of Jared Goff? I want to go back to that segue. Don't talk about it, and it's not that bad. <laughs> um. um. I think part of part of Jared Goff is that he is propped up by that 70-point game. So in the first three games, he was only averaging about 30 point, uh, 33 points a game, which is still great. It's, it's, uh, it's what you – it's a good week um, in our league. Uh, but I don't think he's the number three quarterback uh, going forward. I don't either, but I think he's a solid quarterback. Uh, oh, yeah. I think Cam Newton was overdrafted. Uh, I I thought that at the beginning of the of the year, the, all the rankings had him high, and I didn't think he was going to score that much. But getting Jared Goff was uh, a savior for this team. I think oh, I don't think we can downplay Jared Goff that much. Without a doubt, he's a definitely a top five quarterback, if not a top three quarterback. I mean, you say he's. Only, only scoring 35 points in the first weeks other than the 70-point game. I mean, that's still incredible. If you subtract Fitzpatrick, who's no longer a starter, he's definitely a top five, without a doubt. No, I'm saying I'm saying rest of season. With it, where I even still the rest of the season. But no, I, think, I, I, think, yeah. I think it's time we move forward into uh, our real analysis of OU's. With our biggest addition of the season, the faux use, it is a cross-the-board three-way agree with Eric Ebron. Yep. I'm going to throw this one to Rob. Why do you think Eric Ebron, and why do you think we all agree? Well, A, it was a free agent, um, and he's the number six tight end. But you couple that with the fact that uh, Jack Doyle's been out and Ebron even with Doyle in there the first two weeks, Ebron was getting a lot of love. And then he's just slowly increased that where he was over 100 yards. Now, granted, those stats aren't in here. But on Thursday night, last night, he went over 100 yards uh, against the Patriots. So, I mean, it's, it's obvious to me that um, of the people that he's added to this team, which hasn't been a lot, Ebron's been the one. Yeah, that was the only note that I was going to bring is there weren't many options here. Right. The only two players that he's added off waivers that are still on the team are Jamal Will- Williams and Eric Ebron. So. All right. I mean, yeah, I literally have nothing to add to though to that analysis. I think Ebron is a great addition to the team. For our biggest loss, we're going to go with Tyler and I both say Delaney Walker. Rob's going to say – 
Le'Veon Bell. And uh, I'm going to say that I think I know – I just I, – I know Bell is – is in another place in these rankings here with our MVP, or with our loss. Probably and that disappointment. <laughs> I know I listed him as my disappointment, but Daddy, what, Rob, why do you think you list him as a loss? I put him as a loss because when you drafted him, at worst you thought he'd be maybe out a week. Right? You did not yeah. think he was going to be missing four weeks. So to me, that's a loss. You, you did not think that that was going to be a thing. There was no way, and now he's maybe going to report week seven, and they're fielding trades. You right now, you're just holding on to him out of hope. Um, to me, that's your biggest loss. I mean, it, he may as well have torn an ACL the first week. That's about what you're getting out of him. Yeah, I would like to change my biggest loss as well. I don't, I don't think I even. I think I just looked over at the transactions here. Uh, and didn't even look at the roster. Um, I agree. Uh, Bell's the biggest loss. This team had Kittle on it uh, from the draft uh, before people were even thinking that Kittle would be an option. Yeah, I'm changing my pick here. Bell is the biggest loss. Now, I have Bell as my my uh, biggest disappointment, just a spoiler. And I was torn between heaven as a loss or a disappointment. And as a loss from the team, Delaney Walker is the biggest loss because he is out for the season, most likely. And that's a huge loss in the fantasy team because he is a, he's a very athletic tight end. He's going to catch. He's the most, one of the most receiver tight ends in the league. However, Le'Veon Bell, especially with all the trade talks now, he's, he's a loss for the Steelers. And, he's a, and if he's a loss for the Steelers, he's a loss for the team. It sucks, and it's He's a he's a disappointment and a loss. The the reason I wouldn't categorize Walker as a loss is because Kittle is the number three tight end. So for this team, you didn't lose anything by losing Walker. I um, will say the only reason why you may not lose then it's I and in my opinion it's a slight may is because Kittle and C.J. Beathard are close. The only but, reason Kittle's going to get anything is because Beathard is starting. But Kittle, no, Kittle no, 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 no. Yeah, Kittle was just fine with Garoppolo. Was good. he, though? Or, or, is, yes. or is he going to consistently perform with Garoppolo starting? Yeah, the um, the the routes that he was running with uh, Garoppolo the first couple of weeks, his route tree looked uh, similar to Trey Burton's, which is why I really like Trey Burton. Uh, at the beginning of the year, so yeah, he his route trees looked good. The uh, depth of target looked good. He would have been just yeah, fine. So you, you, you sound a lot like water. me now. Are we building a, a football team or a fantasy team? <laughs> well, when you look at the route trees, that look, actually you tells look you where the route trees. You look at down the, the field. Hey, Blake, when people run further down the field, they tend to get more points. <laughs> yeah, and Trey Burton has had maybe one good game this year. Would you rather have Jason Witten for a fantasy tight end or literally anybody who catches long passes? Would Jason you rather Witten, have somebody? Because every single year that I had Jason Witten, he consistently every single week. Yeah, and you were an idiot every year. Boys, You're boys, idiot. boys. Yeah, and Tyler, I'm the idiot every year who scored – Within the top three record, 
of fantasy teams. So every year, who got four points out of his tight end every week? Hey, hey what about anyway, Tyler? Moving past my desire to strangle you, the team MVPs uh, voted by us for the FOUs is Tyler Carlos Hyde, Rob Cooper Cup, and I say Goff. Duh. Um, I mean, let's start with uh, Tyler. Go ahead. Yeah, I went with Carlos Hyde here. Um, I did look at Cooper Cup. Um, I actually didn't look at Goff because uh, he actually hasn't started as many games, I believe, for Foyus. I believe he's only started two games, if I remember correctly, for making these. Um, Cam started the other two. Uh, Cooper Cup was in a similar situation, but he did get started for the Monster Week. But with Carlos Hyde, I go back to the fact that um, this team is another one of those teams that got depleted at running back, and Carlos Hyde has been that staple. I believe he's had a touchdown every single week through the first four weeks, and that's a big part of the reason why uh, Foyus are 3-1 and one right now. Um, I actually Hyde was my number two pick, and I only went for Cup because of the discrepancy to where he was drafted and where he's ranked. Drafted yep. as the wide receiver thirty-eight, and right now because of that big week that he actually played him for the number five wide receiver. So, um, if you take those points away, that might he probably uh, for you probably still would have won that week. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was going to say, it would have been just fine that They'd week. So it on if those would have gone somewhere else. But but right now, I, I I have to give it to Cooper Cup. I think I think Jared Goff, again, is only going to uh, stay where he's at or go up. I think he's better than Cam Newton's going to be as a fantasy quarterback. I agree. That, as that team... As we saw last year, they are a very proficient team, and I think this year they are only exceeding what they could, ha- what their potential was last year. And I think Jared Goff is only going to continue to where he's at or be better. So Jared Goff is definitely the MVP for this team. I don't, I don't think Cam Newton has a hope in out- outscoring Jared Goff as a fantasy quarterback, even with his running capabilities. I, I I'll agree with that. Moving into the disappointments, uh, we have Rob and I both say that Le'Veon Bell is a disappointment, and Tyler's going to say Cam Newton's a disappointment. So yeah, we- I think I completely disregarded Bell on this whole thing because <laughs> uh, I didn't have him for my biggest loss or my team disappointment. I went with Cam again because of the draft discrepancy. You picked him at quarterback three; he's quarterback eighteen. He hasn't been serviceable to play all year. Um, that's why I went with him. Again, with Bell, you didn't know that he was going to be out at the start of the year this long, but he hasn't hurt your lineup week to week because you haven't been trying to play him. Right. So that's the only defense I can have there. But, yeah, I think my brain just said Le'Veon Bell wasn't a person. <laughs> all right. I think that's all we can say there. Yeah, Rob, I'm pretty sure you and I had Bell up there for the same exact reasons. Yeah. If you want to go over him, I'm going to let you. But if not, we nope. can just move on. Nope. We can move on and rank this team. All right, so, uh, Rob, where do you, where do you rank uh, the foe use? 
You know what? I'm going to rank them uh, just be- I'm going to rank them below um, uh, Cyclones. But above the other two. Blake? Uh, see, I'm looking at my rankings so far. I'm actually going to rank the Foyus above the Cyclones. I'm going to put them at my number one so far in the teams that we've ranked. Um, let me figure out things here. Something is there. We go. Um, yeah, I'm going to rank them below Cyclones. Um, I just don't like their running backs. Yeah, I I agree there. So, um, yeah. All right. Um, Rob, remind me again where you had them. I didn't get it written down. Exactly where you did. Uh, just below um, Cyclones, but uh, above Seals and Redskins. Perfect. Um, do we want to quick go through where everybody's at right now? Sure. Uh, right now, Blake has Foyu's first. Let's go Cyclones second. Uh, CIY Fish third. Thai soccer team fourth. Not racist Redskins fifth. And Trash Panda sixth. By uh, Thai soccer team, you mean Club Baby Seals? Uh, yes, I'm. I apologize. I am using the. Uh, I pulled the spreadsheet from the preseason back when they were Thai soccer team. Nice job. Um, for me, I have Whitefish first. Let's go Cyclones second. Uh, I seem to have Fo. I have Foyu's third. Not race Redskins fourth. Uh, Baby Seals fifth, and Trash Panda's sixth. And Rob has no. I had Whitefish behind. Let's go Cyclones. So there's that. So Rob had let's go Cyclones for or let's go Cyclones second. Whitefish first. Then everything's going bad. <laughs> Seals things are happening. All right, let's move on. All right. Um, the next, uh, the next team on here is Blake's backdoor hot snakes, um, three and one record third in points scored sixth in points scored against uh, preseason consensus rank tied for third. So it seems to be living up to that, uh, ranking living up to expectations. Woohoo. That's the first time you've ever done that. <laughs> Thanks, um, Bill. A lot of trades coming out of the back door, hot snakes. Ooh, a lot of stuff coming out that back door. Oh, yeah. Um, the David Johnson acquisition in week two. You had Mike Williams acquisition in week four, along with the Tyreek Hill. And then just this week, uh, pr- uh, prior to week five, the acquisition of A.J. Green and Trey Burton. Um, Rob, what thoughts do you have about this team so far? I mean – this team is going to live and die at the quarterback position. They're where they're at because of what Fitzmagic did the first three weeks. Then he got pulled halfway through week four. Russell Wilson's taken first state or taken uh, the spot this week, and then can James Winston do it down the stretch, or can Russell Wilson? do it down the stretch right now both those uh, quarterbacks are way way outside the top 10 so if he doesn't yep. get good quarterback play like he i mean fitzpatrick literally after getting pulled at halftime last week is still the number one quarterback in fantasy 
if he doesn't right. get good quarterback play, this team is going to fall like a hot rock. Yep, I agree. Well, let's jump into the biggest uh, acquisition this team has made. Um, I had Ryan Fitzpatrick as well as Blake, uh, and Rob had Jared Cook. Uh, I think I think Fitzpatrick is the uh, obvious answer here. He was a um, free agent signing after week uh, after the big week one. Obviously, led backdoor hot snakes to victory in weeks two and three. So, Rob, tell me why I'm wrong. Now, obviously, Jared Cook has only been on this team for one week. Right. Okay. So, I looked at it from a standpoint of going forward rather than back. Sure. And so, I looked at it from a free agent ad rather than an ad right away. Kind of like you did with the Bell thing. (laughs) I, I didn't think about it that way. Um so to me, Cook, he gets him the first week he gets him over hundred yards, two touchdowns. Number one tight end in fantasy. I think that's a good ad. Um but I can I, I can one hundred percent see where Fitzmagic is a good ad too. Obviously got him week two and rode him for three weeks and and got where he at where he's at because of that. Sure. Blake, any yeah, thoughts? Exactly. I think Fitzpatrick, I got him, and I don't know how I got him ahead of Turbo, honestly. Uh, but Fitzmagic is the reason why I'm sitting where I am. Fitzmagic is the reason why I have the points I am. He's, he's really, I've never had so many points for my team in the history of this fantasy league. I've always been at the bottom, but now all of a sudden I'm at fucking number three overall. Hell yeah, thank you, Fitzmagic. And now all I can hope is that Tampa Bay decides to stab Jameis Winston in the kidney and start this badly again. All right. Well, with that, we'll go into our biggest loss in this team. All right. Uh, ooh, three different opinions here. Yeah. I had Ryan Patrick as the biggest loss as well, obviously, after last week. Sure. Uh, Rob had it as Mark Ingram, and Blake had it as Michael Thomas. Um I'll jump into mine. I, I think it's pretty obvious. Blake's gotten here on the back of Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he's not there anymore. That's no, I I can see that. 100%. Now, Tyler, see, I understand why you say that, and I was tempted to put Fitzpatrick here. Also, the only reason I didn't is because I have Jameis Winston. Also, I I made that acquisition. I also my first, before. My actually only quarterback I drafted before I mean I drafted Mitchell Trubisky in like the 14th round or some bullshit. Uh, so I ha- I have the backup at the Tampa Bay quarterback if they still are going to go downfield. If they're going to go downfield, Jameis Winston, the game plan's still the same. Then I backed up there. However, I think my biggest loss this season is with Michael Thomas because he is the number one receiver number one receiver through four weeks. And I traded him away. Yes, I got good deals with him. However, I I personally am afraid that I'm going to miss the production that Michael Thomas can get me going down the road. Well, and, and I think that's why I had Fitzpatrick over Thomas is because I think Winston, um, the replacement of Winston for Fitzpatrick is less than the replacement of Tyreek Hill, Jared Cook, Chris Godwin, et cetera that you got for Michael Thomas and change. So, uh, well, Rob? And, and, 
And Tyler, I, I just want a quick counter with that. Where my team is at now, I think I'm more I'm ahead of where I was when I lost Michael Thomas. When I lost Michael Thomas, it was I was feeling the loss a lot with Tyree Kill in that slot. But with now with the addition of AJ Green, I feel that loss a little bit less. Right, and which I think adds to my point. Yes, correct. I don't know. I'm too drunk. I don't know. I was. I'm that's, 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 why that's why I didn't pick Thomas because now he has AJ Green. Right. Yeah, you effectively flip Thomas for AJ Green, Williams. and he's got some good players. Yeah. I went Ingram just because I have a feeling that Ingram's going to be a top fifteen back going forward. And I think he's going to feel that go, uh, from here on out. So Mark Ingram is a small fear I have going forward that I'm very afraid that I'm, I just traded away a 15 to 24 running back a week player. Yeah, um, I, I could definitely see Ingram as being uh, the biggest loss to this team um, going forward. I could definitely see yeah, that. Yeah, and that's what that's where I went was going forward. Yep. All right. Um, at team MVP, uh, I had Ryan Fitzpatrick for the third straight question. I went Fitz. Um, uh, yeah, Rob had Fitz Magic, and Blake had Stefan Diggs. Um, man, I Blake, it's your team, but I <laughs> saw this pretty. I saw this is pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Now, the only reason I didn't go Fitzmagic as my MVP is because he's not the fucking starter anymore. Tampa Bay pulls him after halftime last week before their bye. I don't – yes, he is the biggest con- contributor for my points, but Stephon Diggs is the biggest consistent contributor for my points. I think if I just quick average in my head for the, through five weeks, Stephon Diggs gives me at least like 27 points a week. As a receiver, that's better than uh, a backup quarterback who's aging and and with a Tampa Bay offense who has absolutely zero faith in Fitzpatrick. Dude, he was my second pick. If I wasn't going to pick Fitz, I was going to pick Jake. Yeah, so, I mean it's so it's the one that we've seen all. Yeah, it's the one we've seen all podcasts where it's looking forward and projecting forward versus just looking past. Yeah. So. All right. Um, team disappointment. We have Hogan, Hogan, and Jay Ajayi. Again, Blake, again, looking outside in, I thought this was pretty self-explanatory, but tell us why it's Ajayi and not Hogan. The only reason it's not Hogan is because Hogan is a acquisition of my team. Jay Ajayi is a draft pick. And Jay Ajayi has been injured twice so far this year. And he's also been outscored by other running backs on my team. Both times he's not been injured. And, and to, to Blake's defense, in the trade, he got David Johnson, who he's feeling bullish about. Hogan's been a disappointment. Odell's been a disappointment. And Kenyon Drake's been such a piece of shit that he uh, was on the free agent wire. So I could see why he wouldn't think Hogan was that terrible. True. The and um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, um, trade anyway. Yeah. 
So, uh, Blake, where do you rank your team? Oh, shit. I have not thought about this at all. All right, Rob, where do you rank Blake's team? You know, I really, really worry about Blake at quarterback. Um, I like him at tight end receiver. Um, I'm going to assume that Bell comes back for full U, so I'm going to rank Blake just below full U. Right. Um, man, I worry about Blake at running back. Uh, Rob, I'm not sure if you just said that or receiver, but um, I, I think I said receiver. Yeah. So I worry about him at running back. So obviously he has a couple of problems at a couple of positions. Um, just because uh, the not racist Redskins has Carson Wentz back now. Um, they have the solid corn Zeke and James White is showing that he's going to be an every week guy and he has automatic starters in Keenan Allen, Mike Evans. I, um, and I'm worried about the hot snakes at quarterback. I'm going to put him behind the not racist Redskins here. Okay. So I actually like my running back and wide receiver positions. I've always looked at my wide receiver positions, and I have a solid tight end now. I'm going to and but my 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 quarterback does worry me with the tentative Tampa Bay situation. I solid give me a number three slot slot this year. So you're putting yourself right now just above Whitefish. Yes. Right. Um. All right. Sounds good. All right. Coming up next is the kegerator. He's three and one. In points scored, he's number seven. But points against, oh my god, the kegerator curse continues. He's number one. Surprise! 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 Transactions. This guy doesn't know what the waiver wire is. He hasn't done a thing except drop a guy. Well, I mean, I guess we'll just jump right yeah, in. We'll I mean, there's jump right into like, like you said, every player on this team was acquired via draft, right. and yeah, there's not much to talk about. So, so. Well, let's just go to the big what we say the biggest ad is, and so Tyler is, is going to say Juju Smith Schuster. I say uh, Big Ben. And Blake says DeAndre Hopkins. So, Tyler, why Juju? Draft position versus production. It's as clear as that. Um, on top of that, as, an, as the Antonio Brown uh, owner, I've been envious of Juju's production this year. I think all four games <laughs> yeah. this year he's been above 100 points or above 100 yards, yes. um, which in our league is huge with that bonus in there. So – yeah, um, drafted as the number 24 wide receiver. Uh, I thought that was high at the time. Um, obviously, it hasn't been. He's been the number nine wide receiver on the year. That's been the biggest ad. Okay, uh, Blake, why do you say DeAndre? Because um, everybody was worried about the Texans offense going into this year, especially the Texans passing offense with a spectacular showing from Deshaun Watson in the beginning of last year. Nobody knows how he's going to come out from his injury this year. 
uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been just fucking phenomenal with uh, Deshaun Watson, better than Will Fuller was last year. Everybody, everybody thought coming into this year that Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller were going to be the pair. Actually, it's been fucking uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been stellar. So I think uh, DeAndre Hopkins is a wonderful draft for the Pig Raider. Okay. I picked Ben because, um, I mean, if you look at draft position where he's at, it's exactly the same. But if you go back to before the draft, Ben Roethlisberger was not ranked as the number six quarterback. Everybody thought that he took Ben too damn early when he drafted, and it's turned out to be exactly right. So, to me, I thought Ben was his biggest ad because Gregor got it right. Can't, can't argue with that. Okay, so let's go to the biggest loss, and this is across the board. Everybody says Fournette. Um, this is a guy that you drafted at uh, running back seven, and he's been hurt, came back, got hurt again. He's ranked 67th in the position. I mean, I don't know what else we can say about this one. Yep, I think we move on. All right. Yeah, no, Fournette's been just such such a such a pitfall for K Grader this year. All right, so team MVP. Um, I went with Ben for the very reasons I've stated before. Blake went with Juju for the same reasons that Tyler picked him as the biggest ad. But Tyler, tell us what you think K Grader's team MVP is. Well, K-Grader's team MVP has actually been a part of K-Grader's team for a couple of years now. Um, It's baffling. Uh, It's something that happens every year. It's the curse. The K-Grader curse is once again K-Grader's MVP. Nobody can score points against K-Grader. Everybody that goes up against him is going to score less than 120. It's bullshit. And I... It, that's it's the MVP. You know, if to be honest, if I'd have thought about that rather than a player, I would have put that because it's hundred percent true. The kid always is first or second in points against, and it's ridiculous. So, uh, kudos to you, Tyler, for that one. Hey, I, <laughs> I beat the kangaroo this year. <laughs> oh. Go play. Team disappointment. All right. Whoops. Oh, God. Everything's going wrong. Technical difficulty. Here we go. go. All right. So, Tyler and myself both say it's Larry Fitz is a huge disappointment. (laughs) Drafted as the 12th ride receiver, sitting there at old lovely 69. And Blake says it's a bunches of funches who was drafted 31 and is sitting at 55. Blake, why do you say Funches over Fitz? Yeah, Blake, hang on, hang on, hang on. Blake, you need to explain yourself here. Funches Funches is only behind his draft position by about 23 spots, and he's had a bye, so he's only played three games. Why? And he's outscored Larry Fitz. Why? Why? I'm going – okay. So – I if you I swear to God if you tell me he's aging, I'm gonna. <laughs> so I actually, especially with the way that the latter half of Carolina's offense went last year, 
Funchess was a extremely serviceable top tier wide wide receiver too. Okay, I'm gonna agree with Blake on this one. But he wasn't drafted no, like that. Which he is, was not uh, drafted like that. Performance the end of the year, he was a top tier, top fifteen receiver. Moving into this this year for the football league of the NFL with the Carolina Panthers in Devin Funches is that is where they played as he is slated as the number one receiver for that offense. If you could name me with with uh, Greg Olson out, if you can name me one other person on this offense other than Christian McCaffrey, I give you a gold star. DJ Moore, Cam Newton. DJ Moore has done what this year? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, exactly one catch or two catches, one of them for 51 yards and a so, touchdown. If we boil this down, this is a Carolina Panthers offense that is Christian McCaffrey, Cam Newton, and nothing. You're right. Who's going to get this? The veteran receiver who's tall, has the skill and the talent. It's Devin Funches. That is what you look at looking in for this for this football season. And Devin Funches has done nothing. He has underperformed for worse than what your lowest expectations could have been for him at the latter se- latter half of the season last year. Devin Funches is an extreme disappointment this year. I agree. Fine. Fine. Take all of that. Every single thing you said can be applied to the Arizona offense tenfold. However, okay. However, you can apply to the Arizona offense, sure. But what did the Arizona offense have? David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald is old as fucking bones, and David Johnson I can't do a goddamn wait, 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 thing wait, wait, without an offensive line. What do you well, want? Let me give on? a dissenting opinion here. In in Blake's defense, Cam Newton is supposed to be a top end quarterback, right? But so is Sam no. Bradford last Sam year. Last year, Sam Bradford. He was. Uh, Sam Bradford wasn't drafted as a top quarterback. Cam Newton was drafted as a number three quarterback. No, 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 not as a fantasy quarterback. No, I mean, even, but I mean, as far even as what people expect, receiver, people expect more out of Cam Newton than they do out of Sam freaking Bradford. Cam Newton's a franchise quarterback. Sam Bradford is a throwaway. So. You know, if you're the number one receiver sure. with a supposed franchise quarterback, you should be producing better. I kind of – I can see where Blake's coming from. I still think Fitz is the play here. It's the biggest disappointment, but I can see why he'd say punches. No, I'm, I'm not I saying that. As, I don't think he's as insane when we first revealed the picks. I'm not saying that. Larry Fitzgerald isn't a disappointment because he definitely is a letdown for fantasy owners this year. But I think Funchess, as the young receiver in a number one position, is extremely a letdown. I I can see why you're you're saying that. I don't think you're as crazy as Tyler thinks. I still think Fitz is worse, but I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, I think you're just wrong. (laughs) Well, nobody cares what you think, Tyler. (laughs) All right, well, fine. Let's rank this team then. Go for it, Blake. Well, let's see. Let me pull up the rankings board here. I actually don't mind Kegger team as a whole. 
I'm going to throw them in as number five overall. Oh, dude, that's exactly what I was doing. Throw them in the five spot. Um, Let me take a look here. I got to see who I have. Hey, and I'm going to pull up. Um, I'll be back. Yeah, I mean, Kegre, if I put Kegerator at five, that would put him right above the backdoor hot snakes. Um. I'm just trying to decide who has more upside on the season. I hate his running backs a lot more than I hate. Well, God, I hate both of your running backs. Yeah, I'm going to put Kegerator above. I'm going to put Kegerator at five as well, I think. Um, and it's because uh, I think his – um, quarterback is significantly better. I'm starting to just think you hate my team, Tyler. It's mainly your quarterback. Or your quarterback uh, slew. Unless unless Russell Wilson goes hot fire in the second half like he has a couple of times, I think you might – you're definitely going to be fishing for a quarterback on the waiver wire, I think. I mean, um, I, I was sitting there yesterday – Strongly considering picking up Flacco, dropping yeah, I mean dropping one of the crap yeah. fucking running backs or receivers I have, and picking up Flacco and starting him this week. I was I was about four seconds away from doing it. Yeah. Well, um, Blake, why don't you go ahead and intro our next team? Well, the next team, Tyler. Is Tyler's team. Hang on, we got the hiccups. <laughs> you can be all right. All right. Maybe, maybe Rob, now that he's back, can intro. Okay. The team. Next team up is the Fantasy Reapers. They owned are. Owned by our good friend Tyler Bruzak. I would go that far. Um, preseason consensus rank was uh, tied for number three overall. So far, they are the number one point scored team. And the number four points scored against. So they're sitting pretty fucking pretty. Like a uh, blonde man who spent way too much time in the closet in his high school career, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, Rob, what do you think about this team before we go into all of our uh, decisions here? I mean, this team... Has ridden the coattails of a couple of players from the onset and then made a shrewd trade to strengthen their position a week ago. So I feel they're pretty strong. And by ridden a few people, few players' coattails, I'm pretty sure you're just saying these uh, Kansas City Chiefs offense. No, actually, um, well, one, yes, and also. Um, a certain Viking who was drafted in the middle of the pack for receivers, who's the current one, number one receiver in Adam Thielen. So, yeah. So, going into our uh, best players added for the Fantasy Reapers, we're going to go Tyler and Blake both say James Conner, whereas, Rob, you say Kelsey. I can see – okay, so since I'm dissenting, I'll go. Uh, Connor. I can see why you guys say that because – you know, that was from the beginning, and that kept him, you know, he got really good points out of the first couple of weeks. That is uh, kind of tailored down here recently. I looked at it 
more from now going forward, and I think the Kelsey trade to stack with Patrick Mahomes is a big boon going forward, and I think that propels this team. So that's why I think that's it's the biggest ad. And I'm going to agree with you that I think that's a huge ad for the Reapers that the Kelsey Mahomes stack. But especially with the developing news that the Steelers are looking for a trade for Bell, Connor is the future of the running offense for the Steelers. And it's a huge pickup, especially with the performance that Connor put out the first three weeks of football. I think that you cannot – there is no bigger of an ad this season than the James Conner ad that the Fantasy Reapers stole. Um, yeah, I Rob, I agree with what you're saying. I think Kelsey is the bigger move going forward. The reason I went James Conner here, obviously being introspective on my own team, um, the big thing I helped you, me do – Nothing, just move on. <laughs> Uh, the big thing it helped me do is it allowed me to sit carry on Johnson and Sony Michelle and see what they're going to be. Right. I took a flyer on a couple of rookies um, being able to plug and play James Connor and not having to rely on Jordan Howard and being able to flip him for Travis Kelsey, I think really helped. So. Yep. All right, so moving into the biggest loss for this team, uh, looking at all of our answers here, it is Tyler says, Jordan Howard, Rob says Trey Burton, and I said one of the Bears players. <laughs> so Bears it's players. pretty much a consensus that anybody on the Bears offense is a, one of the losses for the uh, Fantasy Reapers, which is pretty agreeable. I mean, yeah, it's also you have no idea which of these Bears between Jordan Howard or Trey Burton is going to actually excel this year. So there's really not a ton of argument for either one. I, I only picked uh, Burton over Howard because I think there's enough at running back, um, especially with people that maybe catch the ball a little more than uh, than Howard does, especially now with um, uh, what's his nuts in Chicago actually doing something this last week. Um, I don't see – I see Howard being more like he was last year more of a touchdown-dependent guy. Um, so I think Burton's more of the loss there. Yeah, the only reason I picked Howard over Burton is because Burton would never crack my lineup with Travis Kelsey being there. That's, that's well, it. right. So. Uh, so for moving in the team MVP, uh, Tyler picks Adam Thielen for his team MVP. Rob picks Patrick Mahomes as long as long along with me who picks Patrick Mahomes. And let me tell you, everybody who's listening in the audience, the vodka has hit Blake. <laughs> Good job, Blake. Let me tell you, I'm sure they figured that out long before. Um, I, I almost picked Adam Thielen just because of draft position and where he's ranked. But the reason I picked Mahomes also draft position and where he's ranked is the fact that during the draft, Tyler was like, oh, my God, I haven't picked a quarterback yet. I guess I'll take Patrick Mahomes. 
And then he turns out to be the number two fucking quarterback in the league. I mean, people thought maybe he'd be okay and maybe he'd be, you know, decent enough. Nobody thought he's going to throw for the most touchdowns that anybody's ever thrown in the first few games and all that kind of thing. I mean, Thielen has shown he's been a good receiver. So for him to be good is not that big a surprise. But for Patrick Mahomes to be the number two fucking fantasy quarterback is a huge surprise. Yeah, the only reason I had Thielen over Mahomes is basically for that exact reason. If Mahomes was a bust and Mahomes didn't work out, I didn't spend a lot on him, and I would have just moved on. I would have just picked up somebody else and played somebody else. If Thielen wouldn't have worked out, um, I would be scrambling. Right. I would he be was a round four guy versus a round twelve guy. Right, and I would, and my wide receiver core was not prepared to take that hit of Thielen being a failure. So that's that's where my thought process was of Thielen over Mahomes. Right. So, Blake, we're obviously right, and Tyler's wrong. Let's go to biggest uh, disappointment. Oh, all right. So, biggest disappointment for the team. Tyler and Rob both agree that Antonio Brown is a disappointment. I say that Deion Lewis is a disappointment. Yeah, go ahead and tell us why, Blake. Well, I'll tell you what. Is in, you're going to have to give me at least 10 seconds here. Okay. Go because for it. All right. Well, I'll tell you why Antonio Brown is a disappointment then. All right. Number one overall pick for this team. Wide receiver number one. Juju's been better than Brown. Juju's got 19 targets a couple of weeks ago. Brown hasn't felt like the number one guy on that offense. He's been complaining about his role, all that kind of stuff. It hasn't improved. Uh, he's number 19 on the season. Thank God I have Thielen because, like I said, without him I'd be scrambling for wide receivers right now. Um, ditto. Now, so, nothing Blake, to add to that. That's why I picked Brown. I don't disagree that Antonio Brown's been a little bit of a letdown with Pittsburgh, but Deion Lewis, who coming out of last year seemed to be – the emerging man out of the backfield for Tennessee has been so so much of a roller coaster between you mean the free agent signing. What I don't know, man. <laughs> he was on New England last year. They was he? Free agent this. Yeah. Hey, cut that part in post. <laughs> he was drafted the number twenty-four running back, and he's number twenty-five position. So he's about where he's at. Thanks, guys. All right, you're welcome. All right. Let's just make Blake feel like an idiot. (laughs) Well, like that. Also, also I had no idea who to pick for this team because I didn't care. (laughs) That's that's you. Go ahead and rank it. Well, I'm going to go ahead and don't care because you're the number one team right now, Tyler. So, there you go. Yeah, um, I'm going to – I have me as one right now, correct? Um, I'm yes. Put you ahead of me. Um, I'm going to as well. I like my chances about against just about anybody right now. If, if, um, Mahomes slides, uh, I'm going to have to figure something right. out, but I think the rest of my team, um, assuming that guys like Brown, uh, bounce back a little bit. I like my running backs. I have a lot of upside there. 
yeah, I, I like my chances right now. All right. Um, just give a quick recap right now. Um, I'm not going to go through everybody's because no. we're running yeah, a little bit short of time. A synopsis. Um, right now, uh, average uh, fantasy reapers are number one aggregate. Um, let's see. Let's go. Cyclones are number two. Whitefish and faux ewes are number three. Uh, Backdoor hot snakes is number four. Keg Raiders, number five. Club Baby Seals and Not Racist Redskins tied for six. And Trash Panda, seven. Obviously, since we had ties, that's a little bit different. But, yeah. So, we'll go into Easy Turbo. Um, Holy Transactions, Batman. Let me just go ahead and uh, – Yeah. yeah. Too too much to go into. Yeah. um, Turbo's been dropping them like they're hot. Uh, two and two on the season, number six in points, uh, second worst in points against. So he's been getting scored on consensus coming in. He was tied for first, um, Rob or Blake, any thoughts about this team before we jump in? Uh, my biggest thought about this team is how few people that he has left that he drafted. Yep, exactly three. The, his first round pick, his 16th round pick, and his 18th round pick outside of kicker and defense. That's insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, seventh round pick. I missed Watson. There. Yeah, either way. Yeah, agreed. But, yeah, just uh, – yeah. All right. Uh, biggest ad. We are very conflicted here. Uh, I had Jordan Howard. Rob had Kirk Cousins. Blake had Antonio Callaway. Uh, Blake, why Antonio Callaway? I, uh, quickly, we are running. We are. We don't only have about eight minutes left. I'm very excited about Antonio Callaway, especially with the Baker Mayfield uh, and vitalized offense with the Browns. He seems to really like throwing to Callaway, and Callaway has shown in the few scenarios that he's caught passes that he is the ex. He's an ex receiver for the Browns, and Baker Mayfield seems to like him. But do you think he's ever going to break this lineup? I think he can, actually. Over Hill, Cooks, and Boyd? Yes. I think – and give him – I think it's going to take him some time. But I think if you look in the next maybe a minimum to a minimum a week, maximum three weeks, he breaks Boyd. Hmm. All right. Uh, Rob, you said Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I mean, Cousins is the number four quarterback right now. I mean, of of the people he's added and hasn't uh, swung away and traded away right away, I think uh, that he's the best one so far. Um, I would give an honorable mention to um, uh, D.D. Westbrook, who he recently picked up just this last week, who I think going forward is going to be a good add, but um, as far as somebody that's been on the team for a while, I, I'm with Cousins. Yeah, um, so the consensus is that Turbo needs to trade some wide receivers away. <laughs> um, I went with Howard purely because of what he's replacing in the lineup. Uh, Turbo, outside of Gurley, has Buck Allen and Tariq Cohen, and that's it. So that was my thought process there. All right. Um, the biggest loss – we have Gronk, Gronk, and Gronk. <laughs> um, I don't think we need to go that one. 
Yeah, I mean, considering at the time of uh, the Thursday night game, Turbo had four tight ends on his roster trying to figure out who to play since he traded away Gronk. Yeah, self-explanatory. Team MVP, girly, girly, girly. Do we need to go into it? No, not at all. And Team Disappointment, uh, Gronk, Watson, and Howard. Blake, I'm interested in why you think Howard is the disappointment for this team. I'll tell you what, Tyler, I'm in, interested too. I had a thought a couple hours ago. I don't remember the thought. So there you go. All right. That's a winner. Uh, Rob, why Watson? Because at the time he – okay. First he took oh. – Hey, shut up. I remembered it. Okay. Go uh, I, think, for it. I think my biggest reason why I thought Howard was a disappointment is because Tyreek Cohen – is kind of proving himself, but I don't remember if that was it. That's just kind of a thought I had now that I thought I had a thought before. So go ahead, Daddy Go. Okay. So <laughs> I've been drinking. So um, this is the team that drafted um, Watson right after Tom Brady. Correct? Right. Okay. So. The reason I said that Watson was a disappointment is pretty much uh, universally, everybody thought that Watson was going to be the number two or number three quarterback taken. And that he was going to perform like he did during that stretch before he got hurt. And he's been slow out of the gate. Now, he's come on a little bit recently. But his decision-making isn't as good as it was last year. Um, They're not going down the field as much as they were. They're not getting the running game like they did last year, um, which Blake talked about with uh, when we were talking about the uh, the Texans running game earlier in the podcast. Um, that's why I picked Watson. And and to be yeah. honest, he doesn't have a lot of disappointments on the team because he doesn't have much of his team left. Right. <laughs> uh, I picked uh, Gronk here. Um, purely because I think that he got in a situation where he was disappointed in Gronk and felt forced to trade him uh, in order to improve other areas of his team, and I think he traded low. Um, so, and obviously Gronk just didn't perform at Gronkian levels. I think he did the same thing with Tom Brady, to be honest. True. Yeah, I and Gronk was just the one that uh, – you know, came to mind when I was thinking about uh, people that had underperformed early this season. So, um, so let's uh, rank Turbo. Unless anybody else has any thoughts on him, um, hmm, I'm gonna put Turbo. It's hard to rank him because. It is. Again, you don't know who's going to be on the team next week. I'm going to put him right below K-Grader. I think K-Grader at five, so I want Turbo at six. Blake? Hmm. So I got Reavers at one, Hughes at two, Jackman's at three, me at four, 
I'm gonna actually throw the turbo right behind me and right above Whitefish. So I wanna put turbo right at five. Um and I'm gonna put turbo at seven, I believe. Um so just doing quick math here, here putting this in the beep boot machine. Um, Fantasy Reapers at one overall, Cyclones at two, Boyu's three, Whitefish four, Hot Snakes five, Turbo six, Kegerator seven, Naris Redskins eight, Club Baby Seals nine, Trash Panda ten. Any very quick last thoughts? I don't have any. Nope. That sounds good. Right. It's a hell of a fucking year. There you go. Yes. We'll talk to you guys later. All right. Good luck, everyone. All righty.